Hey out there to every human and creepy shopkeeper, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who looks damn good in a ducky costume, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hey, Brandon. I was just thinking about how good I'd look in that sweet duck costume. (sighs) You would totally pull it off. Which, spoilers, we don't see in this episode. I'm... No. No, but it's (sighs) spirit is carried through. Yeah, they mention it like a hundred times, but still. Yeah. It's not prominently featured, but I mean this episode's pretty much all about that ducky costume. Yeah, if you like deconstruct this episode, it's really all about the duck costume. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Just ducky <laughs> costume. So how are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing pretty good today, Brandon. How about you? I'm doing alright. Thank you. You know, we've been talking this week, and uh, it seems as though our temperatures have, like, shifted, right? So it's really cold over there, and it's really hot over here. Kind of annoying. I mean, it's it's kind of cold over here. Okay, well, you got, like, 60-degree temperatures, and we're in, like, the 80s. Right. So yeah. it's ridiculous. That's what it's like being in different hemispheres, brah. Yeah, I looked up your uh, temperature in, uh, like, the Sydney area, and I was like, the fuck is this? Because I'm sitting there sweating buckets, <laughs> and you're probably, like, living it up with your little oh, fucking I sweater on. It. I love it. I'm so jealous, honestly. I am. It's, like, muggy and shit already here. It's garbage. <sighs> I hate that. It's the worst. But I do have something exciting going on today. Ooh! Yeah. My, so my son, I, I think I mentioned this before, he's in karate, right? I don't know if yeah. I mentioned it on the podcast. He's in karate. You have. Anyway, he, uh, he's going to be testing to go into, like, the extra portion of karate, where he's going to do, like, fucking nunchucks There's and an shit. extra? Yeah, it's like There's the... karate DLC? Ex- uh, yeah, pretty much, because we're probably going to have to pay for it. So, yeah, he's going <laughs> to... He's gonna he's gonna be in like the class where they you know all the other kids leave and then you know the trained the cool kids. kids yeah the cool kids they get to do their thing so he's gonna be working on nunchucks and fucking sticks and stuff it's gonna be great oh, I can't wait that's badass I know. cool I know uh, if you guys like have a kid and you want some entertainment for the week put him in karate because it is the most incredible thing seeing these kids like flail around and stuff like when they don't know how to do an exercise and the, the coach is just like okay do a sit up and they're like what is a sit up it's incredible it's amazing <sighs> that sounds fun it's pretty great not going to lie <laughs> just a bunch of kids like sit go yeah yeah exactly it's like when i say it's my entertainment for the week like the podcast is for sure but like <laughs> second best like these kids doing karate like them doing push-ups oh my god it's <laughs> <was> great <laughs> so how's your week brandon uh yeah, it's it's pretty good awesome. nothing nothing outlandish happened this no. week unfortunately well that's okay i know you messaged me and said that you got resident evil 8 so that's pretty sweet i did i've played 44 minutes of it oh nice i thought you were gonna tell me you hadn't even played it I was, I was prepared no. to say, you mean you haven't played it? <laughs> well, you can still say it because I love that line, but oh, so I have great. played it a little bit. You haven't played it yet? It's like, you know, it's yellow and it's really bad. Um, how do you like it? From the 44 minutes I've played, it seems good. Awesome. Um, it has that thing that you do in Resident Evil games now where you get to an area where it's like, oh, all the enemies are coming and you have to just like oh. survive for a little bit of time. And here's this big enemy with an axe or a chainsaw or, you know, <laughs> what have you. And you got to run away from him. Uh, classic. Started with Resident Evil 4. It's been a staple since. I don't know if Resident Evil yep. 6 had it, but like nobody likes that game. So it's whatever. All right. Cortland, do you want to talk about some goosebumps? Yeah, I suppose we should talk about some goosebumps. All right. Well, today we are talking about 
and I have to stop myself from I, saying the tale of. Again. I, I felt I felt it before you could say it. I knew because I thought it too. Today we're, <laughs> we're talking about the haunted mask part two. The haunted mask one part two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is part two. Yeah, I would say. Um, it was pretty much what I thought it was going to be. There's some surprises, but uh, there's some more of that, like, just kind of watching Carly Beth run into the distance for, like, oh my God. 20 seconds. That just is too, super unnecessary. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't... I don't. It know happened, you know, it happened, like, once, and I was like, why, why did it go for that long? But by the, like, fifth time it happened, and I was writing my notes, like, and she runs into the background again. Yeah. I was like, why are they doing this to us? The only thing I can think is that they were panning out the time, but... I don't, I'm not. I mean, they they got the two-parter, they got room to breathe, but you don't need that much. It's weird, it's just filled with Carly Beth running into the distance. Uh, maybe that was the prominent feature in the book, and Arl's time was like, that has to stay. <laughs> That's like every other chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if you cut out all the scenes of Carly Beth either running into the background or just going, <laughs> then you could probably get this down to one part easily. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the part where she's <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty great. It's great. Like, you can tell she's having fun with it, so I like She it. is. She's loving it, and we're loving that she's loving it. <laughs> so, uh, we don't get R.L. Stein here at the top of the episode being like, you know, what's up? What's Me, up, R.L. Everybody? again? <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, you know, some, th- some more things happen. I like this part of the story, too. Uh... <laughs> People die at the end. I don't know. Whatever. Believe it or not, I like this part, too. (laughs) It just jumps right in to where we left off with Carly Beth violently shaking her friend Sabrina, growling, saying, shut up, shut up. Oh, my gosh. You know, now that I remember it, that part was pretty great in the first episode. It was Shut up, shut up. (laughs) And you were like, god damn. But she starts laughing and we get the first of many fake outs. Yeah. She says, gotcha. You should have seen your face. It was the best. It was. And Sabrina repeats, the best. Now, CB says, did you actually think I was going to hurt you? And Sabrina kind of rubs her shoulder as if CB actually did hurt her. And she says, (laughs) it's not that funny, Carly Beth. Which is totally true, because it's not. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be pissed at you if you did this to me. So, like, I'm. Yeah. I understand, Sabrina. That's not funny. She's just like, shut up! Yeah. Ah! If you violently, ah! if you violently shook me and told me to shut up, I don't know if I, I don't think I'd like that. Very much. <laughs> no, that's not funny. What these characters think of as funny, like I guess I get how scaring people could be funny. Like you get that reaction, they're like, yeah. Ooh. but it's not that funny. It's not. But you know what, Brandon's the nineties. They didn't have the internet, so they were bored. <laughs> well, they did. You got to but... do something. Yeah. It's a different time, man. Things that were funny back then aren't so funny today. (laughs) Yeah, things change. CB says, sorry, Sorry. I'm just staying in character. character, You know, know, getting in the mood. Oh my god. She does this fabulous little dance. (laughs) I loved that. Getting in the mood. Getting in the mood. Like... She's ar- okay. You got to keep in mind though. She's already been like (laughs) and growling at at kids and dogs and stuff for like. 10 minutes already, so I don't know what she's talking about. She's been in the mood since she put that fucking mask on. Look, and R.L. Stein this was wasn't like, in the script. This was Catherine Long talking. 
off set and they were like, oh, we got to shoot this. Because Catherine Long, <laughs> as we discussed in the last episode, is a method actor. Yeah, like right. she She eats those real worms. She shakes these actors and scares these kids for real. Like, she's, <laughs> she's in it. She is a tour de force, if I've ever seen one. Sabrina says Carly Beth is doing a good job at it, which I agree with, because Catherine Long is killing it. Yeah. CB says that she likes scaring people, because usually she's the one who's always scared of everything. Sabrina simply wants a heads up next time CB decides to go berserk like that. CB gives a little salute, oh grabs God. her impaled head, and yeah. gives a little Tommy Wiseau laugh. Yes! Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does that quite a few times. That's what. Yeah, she did it like once or twice in um, the last episode, and I was like, "Tommy, yeah. is that you?" <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm pretty sure. Doesn't Sabrina say like her joke was a little sick or something like that? Like, yeah, she's always calling it like the stuff sick or gross. The way she says it is like the most disgusting thing that's ever been in her presence before, though. It's pretty great. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's absolutely disgusting. repulsed by yeah. Carly Beth right now. They run up to a house and yell, Trick or treat! A mom and two kids come to the door, and the mom, upon seeing the girls, responds, Ugh! Now that's what I call a scary mask. One of the kids, who should be out trick-or-treating themselves, but isn't for some reason, right. comments on Sabrina's costume saying, What are you supposed to be, a giant hamster? Oh my god. <laughs> Which is great, because I thought, she was a rat <laughs> yeah right you're just you're here with that little like one tooth kid <laughs> yeah i'm like ah that's right man it's you and me sabrina sounds very hurt saying no cat yeah right because like it's so discernible yeah it just it's just some vague mammal costume <laughs> it's got whiskers i think and a tail yes <laughs> the other little kid says i don't like that other mask too scary Oh my God. The mom tries to reassure her kid, but it's clear she's not a big fan of the mask herself. Just then, Carly Beth leans in real close to the little girl, and in her creepy mask voice says, You better watch what you say to me if you know what's good for you. <laughs> and we have to talk about this voice. Okay. Because we didn't really mention it last episode. No, we didn't. To be fair, it is much more prominent in this episode, though. So Yeah, she she is very, like, mask Carly Beth now. Yeah, she's loving it. She fucking loves this shit. I love it too. Um, I mean, that's that's Catherine Long doing the voice, right? It's yeah, I'm pretty sure. It sounds like it is. Yeah, she just kind of does this like, I want your candy, and I want to scare everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just doing a voice, but also people seem to be like, "What? What is this demonic where's, voice? Yeah, where's that voice coming from? You like, uh." I don't, she's just like, moved her larynx. I don't know. I don't know how to do voices. It just kind of happens. I don't, I don't know. She just positioned her tongue a different, I don't know. <laughs> she just did a voice. You know what the voice reminds me of? No. What does it remind me of? The voice of? reminds me of Gonzo from Muppet Babies. Yeah. She does sound like Gonzo, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I don't know, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what R.L. Stein was going for. Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't direct this episode, but he was like, Carly Beth, channel your inner Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> That's her stage direction in Gonzo's voice. Like, 
uh, yeah, the director was like, uh, can you do it again? But this one, this time with like some more gonzo in there. Yeah, can you do like 73% more gonzo? She was like, oh, yes, I can. And you know what? She did it. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> yeah, she did. Whatever they told her to do, she did it. Perfect. She nailed it. So the mom is rightfully upset by Carly Beth getting in this kid's face and says, what the hell? She's just a little girl. Yeah, sure. CB says, oh, well, isn't that too bad? <laughs> and now the mom has had enough of this shit. But Carly Beth continues. And if you don't stop talking, you'll get what's coming to you, too. She then fucking steals a handful of candy and runs off. Yeah. She's out of control now. Yeah, she's getting there. <laughs> Poor Sabrina is standing there in her poor quality cat costume, wondering what the hell just happened. Yeah. As the mom yells at Sabrina to tell her sick friend that she's calling the police. And in the background, Carly Beth is just making it rain with that candy she stole. Oh my gosh, she just whips it. I, I, had to, I wanted to look and see if she hits Sabrina with some of the candy, but I don't think she does. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but man... Yeah, there's a lot of a lot to unpack in that scene. Yeah. How old do you think that mom is? Um, like our age? Yeah, I'm going to say early to mid 30s. I feel like there's this thing with 90s moms where like they have the hiked up jeans and they're just like look they look older than what they are. And yeah. uh, I think the mom suffers from that a little bit, but I don't know. What a weird family. Can we just talk about how her kids aren't trick or treating right now? I don't get it. <sighs> Yeah, she's probably one of those moms who's like, oh, you can't go out trick-or-treating like that's Satan's. Yes, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Something. But they'll still hand out candy. Yeah, like next thing you know, our kids are going to be smoking the devil's lettuce. And it's, I don't (laughs) know. She's got to put a stop to all that. They'll want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like, we have to stop this. (laughs) Yeah. I love that scene, though. It was was pretty great. Uh, The kid with the one tooth, he's just like... (laughs) What are you supposed to be? <laughs> like, shut up, kid. You can't even go trick-or-treating. You're sitting there judging everybody's costumes. What's wrong with you? Like, why are you even here? It doesn't take three people to pass out candy. <laughs> I'm just here to judge costumes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's great. And I, I uh, actually like the next interaction right after it, too. So, uh, Well, first... Uh... The mom in this scene oh, is sorry. played by Anne-Marie DeLuise, and mm. she's been in a ton of stuff, including th- things that are coming out this year, things that <sighs> came out last year. What? So, yeah, she's working. She's not, like, related to Dom DeLuise or anything, is she? Because I know Dom DeLuise has, like, a couple kids. I think she's married to one of the sons, but uh, don't okay. quote me on that. I mean, who has the last name DeLuise besides, like, David and Dom, you know? Nobody I never knew. Do you remember that one time we were we were uh, talking about Dom DeLuise and then he died the next day? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say it because I don't, didn't want people to know that we killed Dom DeLuise, but <laughs> it's out there now. Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dom. I still think about it all the time. I was like, we were fucking talking about him and then he died the next fucking day. And then we vowed never to talk about Betty White. <laughs> What have you done? We're not talking about her extensively, so she should be fine, right? We could, though. We could talk about Betty White extensively. Well, if she appears in an episode of Goosebumps, then we will. What a national treasure. I love Betty White. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> we gotta stop, though. You know what'll happen. 
So besides Goosebumps, Anne-Marie DeLuise has been in an episode of Erie, Indiana, multiple episodes of Total Recall 2070, which is a show I didn't know existed, but that sounds amazing. Think it's based on the movie? Yeah. Or the book. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Some Outer Limits episodes, some Twilight Zone episodes, and most importantly, Cortland, a role in the TV movie Life Size. No! Was she Sloppy Linda? (laughs) She played Drew McDonald, which I don't know who that is, but it doesn't matter. She was in Life Size, yo. Oh my gosh. I don't... We were, like, obsessed with Life Size for some reason. I mean, I know it's a fantastic movie, but, like, what the fuck yeah, is wrong with Yeah, like, this? I don't know if we've told this story before on the podcast, but you and I created a Life Size trading card game. Yes. Yeah, we actually got banned from playing trading card games at school, so we made our own, and it was Life Size for some reason. Yes, based on the TV movie Life Size. Yeah, starring, starring Tyra uh, Banks and Lindsay Lohan. I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I thought or I forgot Tyra Banks for a second there. So yeah, we're good. all right. So together, you and I. Yeah, we. Cre- the power is ours. We remembered Life Size. Did you know <laughs> that there's a Life Size two? I I did know that. I'm pretty sure that. Tyra Banks isn't in it, and I don't know if Lindsay Lohan is, because I don't know what's up with her, but, yeah. Um, I hope Lindsay Lohan isn't in it. I hope she is. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I st- I tend to stay away from, uh, those kinds of sequels. Like, yeah. they're just not, they're not gonna do it for me, I know that. Okay, so, back to the episode. Sabrina catches up with CB and asks what's going on. And CB says... Did you see the look on that old bag's face? Yeah, and I, I had bag. to, I had to rewind that line like thirty times because I could not hear what she was saying. The only reason I could tell what she said is because Sabrina follows it up, being like, yeah. "Well, that old bag is gonna call the police or whatever." But yeah, like I seriously, I rewound it and rewound it and I rewound it. I asked my wife what she said. None of us could figure it out. And it was only after I was like, well, I'm just going to continue on with the episode that it was like, oh, okay. In hindsight, that's what she was saying. Yeah. And that happened. Same thing happened to me. I didn't know what she said. And then Sabrina was like, well, audience, she just called her an old bag. What do you think of that? And I was like, I think that's great. (laughs) That is pretty great, honestly. Yeah. She's not even old a little bit, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, but everybody's old when you're 11. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I would have called her an old bag. Just like how I call any uh, any kid that's, like, under the age of 28, I call them kids. So <laughs> They're not even that younger. That's younger than me, but I'm like, right. look at that kid over there. <laughs> yeah. Little babies. Ugh, grow up. <laughs> little babies with their PhDs. Yeah, quit making more money than me, you little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got a podcast. What do you have? <laughs> A house, ten cars, a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, Sabrina tells CB about the police call, and CB says that she ain't afraid of any of that shit. Sabrina then says that Carly Beth is like she is somebody else. She's yeah. figuring it out, but not really. I know. <laughs> Sabrina's actually pretty pointless. Uh, yeah, when you think about it, yeah. She uh, contributes nothing. Then Carly Beth's voice instantly returns to her normal voice, and she calmly says, It wasn't me, Sabrina. It was the mask. The mask made me do it. Yeah. Very matter-of-factly. What is... Like, that's just a I didn't, thing. I didn't know where this was kind of coming from, really. 
I don't know. I kept thinking that the mask was just going to like take over at some point, but she seems like she can still slip into being herself. Yeah. I think it might have been poor writing, honestly. RL, mm. what do you have to say about this? What do you, yeah, explain yourself. Sabrina wants to just go back to her house, but CB gets louder, saying, No! This is my night! Halloween is my night! The one night I get to have fun, because I don't have to be pitiful scaredy cat Carly Beth. And she apologizes and runs off cackling. Yeah, I thought which... it was kind of weird that she was like, Sorry, bye! <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hmm. To apologize yeah. and then immediately, like, snap back into your menacing self or whatever. I didn't get it, but whatever. We cut to what a sign tells us is Eda Grove Cemetery. Mm-hmm. The bullies, Chuck and Steve, are both dressed as pirates and are sword fighting. Then they stop to admire their dope candy haul. These kids, I don't know about them. They're weird. What do you, what do you think about Chuck and Steve, Cortland? I don't even know what to think, man. Um... They're weird. They're really weird. Like, uh, Chuck in particular is really weird. And that's the one that's played by Ethan from Tale of the Ghastly Grinner, which I messed up in the last episode. Watching this one, it was like, oh yeah, that's definitely him. Yeah, uh, he's weird. He's a really good actor, though. Like, he does a good job. He's just fucking weird. Like, the, yeah, like, the, like spoilers for, like, a couple of scenes, but they, like, dance and stuff in a cemetery, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Why is this happening? I love that part. <laughs> I loved it too, but it's so... Like, why is it fucking happening? I don't know. It, it It is a weird relationship. Like, Chuck seems like he's maybe a few years older than Steve. Yes. And he's clearly calling the shots. And Steve just kind of follows along. He tries to be the voice of reason a little bit, but Chuck just yeah. overpowers him. I don't know. You, you just can't say no to Chuck, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so Steve asks Chuck what sh- they should do next. Chuck is like, well, we've already been to every house, so might as well go into a cemetery. Right, logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't really follow that, but okay. <laughs> did you ever, like, have a thing for just hanging out at cemeteries? No, but I did learn how to ride a bike in a cemetery, so that was pretty cool. Sorry, I uh, drove a car a little bit in a cemetery. Oh, nice. Uh, I did too, yeah. yeah. Cemeteries are just the place to go to learn how to turn, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people in there most of them are already dead so yeah right <laughs> you can just like ride things in there but not so much the like hanging out drinking uh that kind of thing no uh you know what okay i didn't drink in cemeteries but um i used to live near a like very known haunted cemetery um at my mom and uh, stepdad's house and when i was in high school um my friends and i would go there at like three o'clock in the morning and it was very boring and nothing spooky ever happened well that's a shame i know we now see carly beth smashing some pumpkins and growling and she growls a lot she growls a lot in this episode yeah so just kind of anytime i'm describing her doing something just also imagine her being like (laughs) just all the time yeah this is what she does for fun though she's smashing pumpkins and fucking fucking up Halloween decorations. Yes. This is what Carly Beth always wanted to do, I guess, but was too scared to. I don't get that, but whatever. She wanted to just be a little asshole. She wanted to be a little shit, Brandon. So she starts walking and bumps into a decoration. She picks it up and throws it. Then she continues to smash some more decorations. (laughs) 
Groups of kids nearby have noticed that this weirdo is making a scene, and they stare at her. But she growls at them. It's a really large group of kids. It is. They're like, what the fuck's going on over here? And she's just like, (laughs) kicking over fake headstones and like pulling down spider webs. And I'd be so mad if that was happening in my yard. I Halloween would be canceled. Is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, (laughs) I'm an old ass man. I would cancel all. I would call a PTO These meeting. Damn kids! They're pranks. <laughs> so the kids all run, and CB screams, "This is great!" And we get a very long shot of just her running into the background. Yeah, she's kind of like running towards the kids a little bit, and it's forever. She runs forever. <laughs> yeah, she just keeps running. She's still she running runs to so this far day. away. Now we see Chuck and Steve are dancing together in the cemetery, singing 16 <laughs> men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and away we go. Oh my God. And I just thought there this? was something very wholesome about this. But why, though? <laughs> I don't know. They're in a but cemetery. cemetery aside, these two boys are just having fun, singing, dancing arm in arm. Like, it's just nice. I'm not going to say this isn't something that we wouldn't do, but it's just kind (laughs) of weird. (laughs) It is. It is a little weird, but, you know, they're having fun. Then they stop to examine their treasure, their candy. (laughs) Oh, I got all these gold doubloons. Like, they're into it. (laughs) They they thought about being a pirate pirate all year, and then they they did it. (laughs) They're living their best life. This is the one time they can, like, live their true pirate fantasies and not be judged for it yeah this is their time to shine (laughs) so they have all their candy spread across the top of a headstone steve tries again to convince chuck to just go home but nah chuck is just soaking in all this graveyard fun he pretends to hear a noise and invites steve to investigate when steve goes to look he quickly grabs a skeleton mask and waits for steve Steve turns around and jumps, and Chuck just laughs. Scaring people, funniest thing in the whole fucking world. Seriously. <laughs> He's just like, uh, and then, that's it. That's all it takes to have him laughing for like ten minutes. I gotta say, Brandon, I can't think of any time in our friendship where we like intentionally scared each other to laugh at each other. You know no, what I mean? I, I don't get a kick out of that. It's because you're not a psychopath. <laughs> well... <laughs> It is good to know that scaring Carly Beth isn't personal. Like, scaring yeah. people just gives Chuck power. Gives him power, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just levels up from scaring peeps. He, just, he has to. He absorbs people's powers like Mega Man, yes. <laughs> so after scaring Steve, Chuck is huffing and puffing like, I've been waiting to do that all night. He is, I don't know, he is hamming it up, man. He is going all in on this. And it's, yeah. fa- it's fantastic. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. Oh my god. He's <laughs> like, whoa, okay, Chuck. <laughs> that time where you, you said, oh, that was like, oh my god, that was like heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. He's, he does a good job. <laughs> <laughs> we see Carly Beth running near the cemetery, and she hears the boys laughing. She stops instantly and says, <laughs> There they are, and cackles her way in. Now, Carly Beth stalks the boys in first person, and we see Chuck still laughing at his joke. Yeah. 
Still laughing. <laughs> it's really not funny at all. Steve says, big deal. You really get a kick out of everything. But Chuck stops laughing, because now he actually does hear something. Steve is naturally incredulous, but Carly Beth pops out from behind them and growls into the sky. I like this part where he's like, shut the fuck up. I think there is actually something. Because the whole time you can see Carly Beth in the background, like, making her way downtown. It's great. (laughs) She's walking fast. She, like, pokes her head behind a tree. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like with all this buildup, like, this was the whole reason she got this mask. Yeah. And she stalked to these boys, and, like, she kind of just blew her element of surprise to just go, Yeah, it was, because I think they turn around, like, before she's even up on them. And they're like, who are you, Carly Beth? (laughs) (laughs) that's, I think that's hilarious, because they they ask who's under the mask, and she says to guess, and they instantly guess that it's her. Well, you know, it probably doesn't help that she has, like, the bust of her head on a spike I guess, but who would, who could look at that and recognize it, that it's her, other than her? Her mom. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah you're right yeah they're just like who are you carly beth <laughs> like, what are damn. you some kind of carly beth like, why even have the mask at this point yeah i love just that. take it off and keep being an asshole steve says you really scared us but he sounds way less scared than when his best friend just stood behind him in a not haunted mask 30 seconds earlier <laughs> yeah Now, CB is losing the advantage here, so she tries to up the spook factor by claiming that the head on the stick is Carly Beth's head. And Chuck asks how Carly Beth is making that weird voice, which is an odd question. It's an odd question, because she's just just making a voice. voice. Uh, Yeah. What they're trying to do is, like, show that the haunted mask is altering her, like, personality or voice and stuff, but, like... It's a voice anybody can do. I can do it right now, you know. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? It's a haunted mask, Brandon. Good thing you're in Australia and you're safe oh, and sound. Fuck. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your creepy mask salesman. Thank you so much for listening into our show. We've had such a great week this week as we transition over to Goosebumps with more new listeners than ever before. Looking to support the show? Become a patron for as little as $1 a month today at patreon.com slash private island. You'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm done with the editing, which means usually one or two weeks early. Higher tiers get more rewards like bonus episodes, stickers and shirts sent to you, and more. I'd like to thank our current patrons of the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Gerilyn, Brittany, and our newest patron, Aaron, the Golden Day Days Faith, Sarah and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. I'd like to do another Patreon-exclusive giveaway soon, so stay tuned for more details. If you're new to Up All Night, please follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. Brandon and I make a ton of video content that we post weekly that really enhances our podcast. We've got memes every Friday and watch parties on Wednesdays. For a quick link to our Patreon, the Instagram, YouTube page, merch store, and more, check out the link in our episode description. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for its work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Like I said last episode, I'd like to cross-promote with more podcasts. 
So if you've got a podcast that you'd like to cross promote, just send me an email at privateislandpresents at gmail.com and include your promo. Speaking of which, here's the promo for the broadcast with hosts Alan and Tom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. Right. We shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T no, they hey, stuffed up the ending no, it's alright good on you yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast remember we don't spell it with a C we spell it with a K slow mate take it easy thanks again everyone for listening and laughing with us as we're making our way through Goosebumps for now I'll let you get back to the Haunted Mask Part 2 and I'll talk to you again next week bye everybody Carly Beth wants them to apologize to her, or rather her fake decapitated head, and the boys are just like, huh? For what? Like, they don't even know what they did wrong. Yeah. Kind of weird. I feel like if you're a bully, you'd understand what you're doing to people, but... Yeah. Like, even if you're just like, you know, that's what we do, or whatever, like, you still know what you're doing is wrong, probably. Well. Or at least that someone doesn't like it, even if you don't think it's wrong. I don't know. I'm not a bully. <laughs> Yeah. Darn it's a shame. <laughs> Missed <opportunity>. we understood. <laughs> well. Carly Beth freaks out. She yells, For every time you scared her! For every time you made people laugh at her! Chuck says that they were just having a goof. They were just having Steve, a goof! Steve says that it was only because they liked her. Aw, that's a horrible thing to do to somebody, but... You know. Yeah, um, what do you think about that old excuse? I may or may not have been, like, somebody that d- did things to people because they liked them, so... Oh, I, I was gonna it. ask you that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, um, I don't I'm, tr- know I'm trying to think if I ever did. Um, I don't think I was ever, like, overtly bullyish. I think that I just tried to, like, be more, a little bit more of a jerk, like, more aloof, so that they didn't think that I liked them. Yeah. And I was, I I didn't want them to know that I liked them, so I wanted them to think, like, well, how could he like me? He's, like, you know, he's not that nice to me. But I wasn't ever, like, you know, pushing people down, like, (laughs) No, I don't think I ever got physical with anybody. Carly Beth isn't buying it, though. She demands that they beg forgiveness from the Carly Beth head. (laughs) They do, and then we cut to a shot of the mask, and it opens its eyes and says, Help me. Yeah, this is the Carly Beth head mask that is somehow, like, doing this. I I don't know. Yes, I still don't know. This shocks everybody, including the real Carly Beth, who throws the mask down. The boys run away scared, and then Carly Beth howls to the moon in victory, clapping (laughs) and... Doing more little dances. Yeah. Um, she goes for it. She does it. Yeah. 
anybody that hollows to the moon um i i personally hate it when people do this i just think it's super cringy um but she did a great job so i <laughs> i didn't cringe as hard i guess no she she earned it i guess <laughs> she she went for it and she did it <laughs> yep she was like victory screech <laughs> So now she takes the Carly Beth mask and digs a hole like a dog, burying it and saying goodbye to that scaredy cat, Carly Beth. And uh, her hole, like the hole sounds like we're going to have to get clips of her while she's digging because I just think it's hilarious. She's digging. She's like, (laughs) she's digging straight like a dog. It's great. Yeah, she is. So now she does a sweet cartwheel out of the cemetery and runs back into the house. She fucking cartwheels right out of there like a fucking Olympic athlete. She's just like, out of there. And yeah, this is another running back into the background scene for too long. So she runs back to where all the houses are. She stops for a second to take a breath and a hand slowly reaches to grab her. And I think we're meant to be scared by this, but who could it possibly be? Because she is the monster of this story. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, they, I mean, at least they do a nice job because it has, like, claws on the hand. Because, I mean, that's the costume that this person was wearing. Yeah, it's just Sabrina. Fucking Sabrina. <laughs> and instead of just being like, hey, Carly Path, she's like, dun <laughs> Yeah. Which is something that people do in horror things all the time. And it makes no fucking sense in any of them. But whatever. (laughs) But we accept it. So Sabrina claims that she's been looking for CB all over. She interrogates CB about where she's been, what she's been doing, and where that hideous mask is. Yeah. Sabrina just wants to go home. And they walk hand in hand back to the house. Inside, Sabrina is checking out her sweet candy haul, while Carly <laughs> Beth decides that it's finally time to take the mask off. Yeah, because it's like fucking, it's sweat. It's She's just dripping sweat under the mask. She's like, it's, it's gotta, like a fucking sauna in be, here. Yeah, it's gotta be gross under that thing. But of course, it won't come off. Sabrina says, well, It's gonna sound pretty dumb if we have to call the fire department to come get you. I Shut thought up, that line was funny. CB ain't got time for that, and she just wants to cut the mask off with a knife. Not a bad idea. Not gonna like a lie. She only paid thirty dollars for it. Like, what's she losing? Yeah, she like involuntarily took the mask from the shopkeeper, and she sacrificed. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think that they could show a child with a knife though in a 1995 children's horror show. Unfortunately, no. Sabrina says, "Whoa, slow the fuck down. Let's just give it one more try." She tries to reach down to grab under the mask, but she says, "There's no bottom to this mask." There's no line between the mask and your skin. There's no way to reach my hand in. Yeah, because she like took one look at Carly Beth and seen all of her. It <laughs> was like, yep, you're masked yep. now. She sees a little bit of her neckline. <laughs> and she's like, you're more masked than man now. <laughs> um, like her hands are normal people hands. So yes. there's a line somewhere. Yeah, uh, so, okay, there's this, a part earlier where she, like, looks at Carly's Beth hand. I think it's what she's interrogating her, and she's like, what the fuck's up with your hands? And I thought that that was a hint that the mask was, like, over her whole body, but I'm pretty sure it's just talking about how they're dirty from her digging, like, a dog in yeah, the dirt. it is. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with your hands? You look like a dog that's been digging in the dirt. Carly Beth's like, <laughs> <laughs> my little secret. <laughs> Carly Beth runs to a mirror, and sure enough, she's all Green Goblin now. Uh But worse than that, she sees her eyes in the mirror and frantically says to Sabrina, 
that those aren't her eyes. Her eyes don't look like that. Where are her eyes? Yeah. And Sabrina is rightfully freaked the hell out. And CB runs out of the house screaming, Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought this part was actually creepy, though. Yeah, so I one of the things that I noticed is that they did a great job with the mask makeup where it's very seamless between the mask and the eyes. Like, they, you know, colored the um, eyelids, like, the perfect color to complement the mask or whatever. Um, but her... Uh, Catherine Long's eyes are blue, and I don't think that the eyes in the mask are blue. I think they're more brown or green or something. So that's one of the things that I noticed in the first episode, too. So I wonder if it really is Catherine Long under that, or if they just did Catherine Long voiceovers. Yeah, I wonder if they used Catherine Long for some shots and someone else for other ones, or if they used contact lenses or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you we could look it up, but like, eh, yeah, really probably. It was a good scene, though. I liked it. Um, shows some character emotion and stuff. Emotion in shows like this are always great. So yeah, I liked it. And uh, Sabrina's like kind of clued in more into what's happening. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't chase her friend or anything, but you know, no, she doesn't do that. She like it's said like. Ten times in this episode that Sabrina's looking for her, you know, here and there. But, I don't know, she's not very good at finding her in this very tiny town, I guess. Yeah, and also doesn't care to run after her or anything. Which is, you know, whatever. Sabrina's got candy to eat or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> Carly Beth approaches a group of trick-or-treaters. And oh. the leader, or whatever, I guess, says, What are you supposed to be? Supposed Carly to be? Beth says, I'm supposed to be mean, but I'm not. I'm supposed to be me, but I'm not. <laughs> Which, I don't know, describes everyone on Halloween. Come back. Yeah. Uh, that's not a very satisfying answer. <laughs> I'm somebody I, different. I forgot about this part where she runs up to this girl dressed in a witch costume who's like, what the fuck are you? It's like, yeah. why? Ooh. What are you, a hamster? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> it's the same little kid. Uh, the kids all run away, even though she begs them to stay. Yeah. So now she finally makes her way back to Novelty Shop. We knew she was going to end up there, but yeah, she took had a little to. longer than I thought. The shopkeeper is waiting there for her. She wants the mask off right now, but he says he can't remove the mask. And they walk into the back room, and Cortland, did you see as they were walking into the back room, the, like a glowing witch's head? I don't think I did. I was I was more focused on like the camera work where they transition from the front of the store to the back room, like just following them. I thought that was cool. Yeah, the, there's there's a witch's head that it didn't look like a mask to me, mm -hmm. but it must have been because why would there just be like a witch just standing there? But was it in the front front of the store? Yeah, okay. it was in the foreground. I'll take a look at it. I don't know. I, it just it stood out to me. The shopkeeper explains to Carly Beth that he can't remove it because it's not a mask. It's a real face. Right. And then he begins lovingly caressing the evil-looking masks in the back and says that these masks didn't start out ugly. They used to be beautiful. But something <laughs> went wrong. No matter what he did, they became hideous. He has a special name for these masks. The Unloved the Ones. It? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. no one would ever love them. Can you imagine if the book was called The Unloved Mask? <laughs> I 
I mean, that would be more unique, I think. What kind of fucking weirdo just loves their masks that much? Um, creepy shopkeeper mask makers? <laughs> I suppose, yes. I mean, you look at that guy and you think... Mask That fetish. dude loves yep. masks. <laughs> Except, Carly Beth did love the masks. She's the only one. But Carly Beth freaks out again, screaming that she hates this face and wants it off. Mm-hmm. The shopkeeper is just like, sorry, this face is yours now. But then he remembers that there may actually be a way. How can he asks get? her how many times she has taken the mask off. She tells him that she's only taken it off once. The shopkeeper walks straight up to the camera and says, There may still be a chance. I'm trying to do an accent because he has an accent, but I don't know what accent he's doing, so... I feel like it's like a Russian or something. I'm not sure. He j- he has some kind of accent. It's definitely not Augustus Gloop, so... No. Who cares? <laughs> definitely not. But the shopkeeper says that he can't take the mask off. Carly Beth is the only one who can. With the symbol of love. Oh, God. Carly Beth says, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Who are you, and how do you know all this shit? He says, I was the man who created these faces. (gasps) And I feel like that's supposed to be some kind of reveal, but uh, did we all not assume that? I mean, who else would have made the masks? (laughs) It's it's in, like, the laboratory in his back room. Yeah. (laughs) He's got all the masks... All the podiums for the masks, and he's got, like, the shit to make them, so it's like... Um... Yeah, but, like, the way this scene is shot, he's like, No, Carly Beth, I made the masks. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what he says in Star Wars, so... No! no this can't be it's true! It's not true! <laughs> this can't be possible! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he obviously made the masks. Yeah, for sure. She asks why he made the masks, and the shopkeeper says, I was like you, Carly Beth. Weak. Pathetic. Nah, he doesn't say that. But he (laughs) says that he didn't like himself, so he made the masks to hide his thoughts. But his dark thoughts made the masks more evil. And he points to his own face, with the scarred cheek that we mentioned in the last episode. And he says, like this one is turning now. He says, I shouldn't show you what is underneath this face. And then he thinks for like a second more and says, wait a tick, I should totally show you what I've got going on under here. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna just, I have a question, so. This shopkeeper, he makes these masks, does he like, does he grow them on his own face and then peel them off once they're ugly to start over? Is Carly Beth wearing like his skin? What's going on? Is that what it is? Because that's pretty good. If that's what it, that's pretty good. Um, I think so. Like, he's, like, shedding his face when it gets too ugly and putting the masks on display. And Carly Best's like, this one smells like you, but, like, whatever. And puts it on. Yeah, I think that it, that's it. He's just, like, growing okay. them on his face. And then he's like, oh, this one's fucking shit now. And then he puts <laughs> it on. Redo! Okay. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, story element, I think. Yeah, and like, I know it's better left up to imagination or whatever, but I do kind of want to know what's under that face. Me too. I hope it's like, just what is horrible. He? Yeah, is he not I even human? Well, spoilers. We don't find out this uh, this little episode, but maybe Haunted Mass Part Two is all about that. Maybe, probably not. So Carly Beth freaks out again about wanting her face back, and the shopkeeper shushes her. 
he doesn't want to wake up the masks. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was weird. I didn't know that was a concern because he was just touching the masks like a few seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we get a shot of the masks sort of floating off of their display stands. Oh, yeah, right. What did you What did you think of this whole, like, scene? It's a bit, like, psychedelic because the masks, they get up and they, like, float around and they have, like, a ghostly shadow following them and... And then they, like, spin around and stuff, like... <laughs> yeah, that's the I best part. I don't know, It doesn't man. look terrible. Like, it doesn't look amazing, but, like, even by today's standards, I think it looks pretty good. It's okay, but I think. It's just not that menacing to me. Like, just these heads kind of floating around. Yeah. Um, and they talk, too. Yeah, they talk. They talk. And they sound... Like Garfield from the 80s. Uh, Come on, Carly Beth. Do it, Carly <laughs> Beth. Like, they sound so fucking bored. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Join us, Carly Beth. Come on, Carly Lasagna, Beth. Lasagna, Carly Beth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some fun, Carly Beth. <laughs> Mondays, am I right, Carly Beth? And they say Carly Beth like a hundred times. Yeah. Easy. Yes, In a span of like three minutes. People love saying this girl's name. God, they just love saying all the fucking syllables. There's so many. So anyway, CB gets the (laughs) hell out of there and tries the locked front door. The masks do little flips and pirouettes while chanting, Join us, Carly Beth, and things of that nature. Get over here. Like, I didn't hate it. I, I can't say I hated it, but I was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Why are these monotone losers just trying to say, hey, life's dope over here, Carly Beth? <laughs> like, you're going to have to be a little more convincing to that, than that. Sound like you're having some fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, woohoo! Water's fine, Carly Beth, come on in! <laughs> so Carly Beth finally gets out of the shop, yeah. and she takes a look back at the shop, with the masks bopping around, being like, come on back, man, before taking <laughs> yeah. off to the cemetery <laughs> yeah. while the masks give chase. It was kind of cool that the masks can leave the shop, because I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to, and then they did. <laughs> yeah. They're just they out be. in the world, and the shopkeeper's like, well, there they go. <laughs> My little baby's going off in the world. <laughs> Hard people. <laughs> yeah, he's just like... Well, they're at the mercy of the wind. Like, do you think that the wind has any effect on their, like, flight trajectory or anything? It has to. They're still affected by the laws <laughs> of physics, Cortland. <sighs> so ridiculous. She makes her way to the cemetery, Brandon. Like, okay, so he had a pumpkin patch in front of his house, or in front of his shop the last episode. He also lives mm-hmm. right next to the cemetery? It's a small town. Everything's small. just right there. So Carly okay. Beth gets to the cemetery, and she starts digging up that head that she buried earlier. Mm-hmm. And the masks are still pretty insistent that she just kind of become one of them instead. Yeah, they, like, lose her for a second, and then she's like, don't <laughs> look over this way! <laughs> <laughs> hey, there she is. Let's get her, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she picks up the Carly Beth mask and tells them, this is me! The evil masks all get one look of that shitty Carly Beth head, oh my and they just take off. They're like, fuck this. <laughs> that's, that's it. They're like, that's what she looks like under there? Never mind. <laughs> Ugh. 
I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, they all like circle her, and she like, look at this ugly fucking mask my mom made, and they're like, ugh. Let's go back to the shop. Gross. Your mom sucks. <laughs> they're like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Plaster of Paris? Fucking, I'm out of here. Get that shit out of amateur here. Amateur hour, going back to a real mask maker. So good. I loved it. <laughs> So finally free of the mask horror, Carly Beth reaches under the mask and pulls it off pretty easily, Mm -hmm. revealing that she's back to her Helen Hunt looking ass. Yeah, no, right? She is. (laughs) She takes a look at the Carly Beth mask and says, a symbol of love. That's what he meant. The music gets a little more uplifting as she runs off into the background for like the 50th time. Yeah. (laughs) I wish she would have done another cartwheel, but whatever. (laughs) She can't do it anymore. That was the power of the mask. Oh. So basically what you're trying to tell me is that the power of love is not what helps gymnasts. It's power of evil. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. All right. I gotcha. That's the power of evil. (laughs) So at home, Carly Beth greets her brother Noah, who sees her and immediately drops the bowl of ice cream that he's holding. God, he had that fucking shit planned. That asshole. I want that fucking screen. <laughs> he begs her to please take that mask off. Please. She looks into the mirror at her own normal face and starts to look worried. But Noah's just goofing. <laughs> yeah, he gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hate that kid. And he, he sacrificed a bowl of ice cream for that joke. Oh, uh, okay. So let's just let's dissect this bit here because that yeah. I mean, rest in peace, ice cream, of course. But how pissed would you be if you scooped up your kid some ice cream and was like, there you go, you little scamp, go and enjoy, and they purposely dumped it on the floor? I would be angry. I would too. But also, like, man, this kid went trick-or-treating. Like, he's got a bag full of candy somewhere. <laughs> I think ice cream's a little bit overkill. Ah, uh, that's a good point, yeah. What the fuck are you doing, Carly the Best Mom? You <laughs> let them go out trick-or-treating, probably alone, because you're sitting there baking fucking cookies, and you give your kid that's like, seven years old ice cream before bed when he has a bag of cookies a bag of candy now a bowl of ice cream just won't stop shoving sugar down his throat god whatever okay so she sees her mom and hugs her apologizing for being late but her mom don't give a shit about any of that she just wants to know why carly beth Mm -hmm. didn't wear her dog costume (laughs) she's asking the real questions (laughs) she's like mom I was fighting demons all night. And she's like, where the fuck's your duck costume? You better have been fighting those in that duck costume. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Sabrina called twice to let me know you weren't in your duck costume. (laughs) She's like, shut up, up, Carly Beth. Where's that duck costume? Carly Beth says that she's learned a lot about herself tonight. And then they hug again. But we hear laughing coming from the other room. Carly Beth yells, better not be touching my goddamn mask noah assures her that he would never dare before immediately coming out wearing the mask laughing yeah and then it fades that's the end i knew that was gonna happen but um you remember that one time carly beth put it on for three seconds and then took it off right away i'm pretty sure that's gonna be able to take it off yes definitely I thought it was a real missed opportunity to have a good dark ending with noah being like Take off the mask. Take off the mask while she wasn't wearing it. And then yeah. that's the end. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I think that's a bit of a mind fuck for kids, though. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a Twilight Zone ending. Yeah. But that would but be scary right. as hell. Just like she's she just looks normal to us, but everyone else sees her as, you know, a horrible monster. That would be really cool. But I think that's a bit yeah. much for kids, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so now we cut to our boy, R.L. Stein, who asks a boy. us. <laughs> now that wasn't too scary, was it? Let's ask my family. Mom? Dad? What did you think? <laughs> yeah, let's just <laughs> ask my mom and dad. Whatever. And then we cut to two old people sitting with their hair, hairsprayed all up, looking shocked. Yeah. They're frozen. You know, they got makeup. They're they're pale. What the fuck and... is this, Einstein? What are you giving us this shit for? What I don't... I, what is this? Is that R.L. Stein's real parents? Like, that's, I'm sure it's not. That's the like, important question. Like, if this isn't his real parents, this fucking... Don't do this. This is a waste of film. If it is his real parents, it's still stupid, but at least it's kind of, like, sweet. Yeah. That they were a part of this. But, um... Yeah. This is real dumb. I kind of hated it, but I kind of loved it at the same time, so... I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't know. Thankfully, it only happens for a few seconds. Yeah, this outro is like five seconds. He says, I think that they like the show, and then invites us to have a scary day, and that's it. That's yeah, the cuts to that He's all very song. monotone about it all, too. He's like one of the masks. Yeah, he's... Do <laughs> you think he voiced them? He's not. I he's think not a good did. actor. But he's no, he, dying, so... He's like, I think they liked it. Well, have a spooky day. <laughs> <laughs> RL back out. next time for another story that I like. Yeah. Yo, smash that subscribe button. <laughs> ding ling ling that bell. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the tale. <laughs> that's the haunted mask part two. Yeah. That's the haunted mask in general. What did you think of the whole story? I liked it a lot. I'm glad I said this in the first episode. I'm really glad to be back in the nineties with like not the best child actors and stuff. It's there's something endearing about it that I just really enjoy watching. And I'm, and I really enjoy talking with you about because I had a lot of fun talking in this episode. It was, there's a lot of stuff to laugh at and it's great. Yeah. Um, overall, like I think the story's fine. Um, it was fun. Catherine Long was good. Um, I don't think I ever read the source material, so I don't know how it compares to the book, but, like, it's entertaining. There's parts that we talked about where it just kind of drags, like, Carly Beth running into the distance for, like, literally 10, 15 seconds um, that don't need to be there. But um, overall, totally watchable. I think that my son's going to enjoy watching this one with me um, in a couple of weeks when we do the watch party for it. Yeah, and I think this is also, a like, this is a good Halloween episode to you know add to your pumpkin season yeah, watching watch every year yeah. and i think it was it's a good, really good, good first one. episode too like for gooseman because this was the first episode that they aired i mean that's why we're doing right. it first i think it was a really good introduction to goosebumps i think it was it was probably better to do this over something that uh i guess arl stein didn't love i don't know i mean <laughs> i guess we'll find out which ones of these this like, is one of my hey, shit folks. stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> This one's about some egg monsters, so I'm not going to do the intro for this one. <laughs> I don't want my face on it. <laughs> they make me do one of these every week, so they're not all winners. 
Did you enjoy it, Brandon? What did you think? Yeah, it was nice revisiting this one. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I watched it at school. Um, That's weird. I, okay. I didn't really think it was very scary then, but I still liked it. Yeah. And there are parts now I find maybe a little scarier than when I was a kid. Well, I think that the scary parts to me are the ones that are, um, again, like real life horror, where she gets locked in the back room with this creepy old man. That's not, that doesn't sit well with me. No, no, that's spooky. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Catherine Long, she was pretty good in The Tale of the Walking Shadow. Mm-hmm. But she absolutely like carries these two episodes yeah there's some episodes of these shows where the main character is just just dull and like like cool things happen around them but you know they're not contributing much but Catherine long is fucking killing it she she makes this episode with her grunts and her cackling and it's great yeah she loves being a little shit it's her passion and she did it um, I know that there's another one. I know there's the Haunted Mask 2. And, um, I'm hoping that Catherine Long's back in it. I don't see how she can't be. Because I feel, like, when I think of Goosebumps, Carly Beth is, like, the main character that I think of. Like, the the main hero of Goosebumps, in my opinion. So, in my uneducated opinion. Um, so I feel like she's going to be back in part two. And, uh, I'm really excited to see her back. I think she's going to be great again. Yeah, it would be cool if Carly Beth or at least Catherine Long was like a Sardo or a Vink kind of character who just, you know, yeah, popped right? up here and there. She's just always in somebody's class at school, different schools. <laughs> you know, I don't think that our Goosebumps is going to have like a Sardo or a Vink, but um, it'd be cool if they did. I'm just going to say that. R.L. Stein, if you're listening, write that one in <laughs> 20, 25 years later. Yeah, he could do that, I think. <laughs> What do you think was the moral of this whole endeavor? I mean, love is the most powerful magic. It's even more powerful than train magic, okay, Brandon? Yeah, on the scale like, of magic. It literally is represented in this episode. It beat train magic. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like, she had to, her powerful love had to face off against train magic and fucking choo-choo, motherfucker. Love wins. I don't know. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. This had a pretty obvious moral, you know, love yourself, mm-hmm. scare your friends, uh, yep. don't be fucking scared of everything, you dumbass, and, you know, don't wear shitty masks. Don't wear other people's skin is probably what I yeah. got lost out of this one. Yeah, I feel like everybody could do with following that lesson. It's a good idea, yes. So what do you think would be some good alternate names for this episode? Uh, well, I said one earlier, uh, the unloved mask. That's more of a romance yeah, though, I think. But it's not, it sounds lovely. It's not indicative of the story whatsoever, but none of our alternate names are, so. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Yo-ho-ho and away we go. That's one of them. That would be pretty good. Um, what about the novelty shop? Oh, classic. Yeah. The duck costume. Oh, I really wish we could have seen that duck costume again. I thought for sure she was going to have to stitch that shit back together. <gasps> Do you think the duck costume returns in the second part? That's probably what the second part's about. Oh my like, gosh. The duck costume comes alive. It's going to be like in Halloween 2 where it's the next night or like the same night. And her night. voice changes and she's like, 
There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. Me neither. It's scary stuff. But we have to because the next episode oh, is what? the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Oh, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, huh? Have you heard of this one, Cortland? You know what, Brandon? I'm not gonna lie. I think I might have read this one a very, very long time ago, and I don't remember a single thing about it so obviously it was great (laughs) i just want to look let me i want to do something i want to look at the cover because like we told like we said in the last episode the covers are like all that in a bag of chips so i want to look up the cover of cuckoo clock of doom before i make a decision on what i think this is going to be about i have a feeling the cover is going to be a cuckoo clock so (laughs) no let me see no way and the cover is a cuckoo clock (laughs) (laughs) that artist Earning their uh, paycheck. Well, good news. I can buy it for like $4. Um, okay. So this cover is a... I've never seen a cuckoo in a cuckoo clock before. This looks like a real-ass bird ejected out of a grandfather clock. Uh, it says, keep your eye on the birdie. So... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So based on that, what do you think it is? Is this going to be like a haunted object kind of thing where like... Things just start going wrong when the Wilson family brings home a grandfather clock with a cuckoo bird in it. And uh, Jonathan can only think that the cuckoo bird in the cuckoo clock is the one causing all the mishaps. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie, Brandon. This one's going to be fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to suck. <laughs> I, I don't. We're we're getting a little more out there story wise with this next one. Okay. Like, do you remember this one? Is this a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. I uh, you know what, Brandon? Looking forward to it. Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Yeah, fucking bring it on, Arnold Stein. <laughs> I hope he's like, hey, what's up, folks? It's your boy. <laughs> every time. This one's also I want my that favorite. Every time now. It's about a cuckoo. <laughs> Here's clock. what my parents think about this one. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I'm looking well, forward to it. That's next week. So <sighs> we've been up all night. Week we have. I'm I will see you next week for the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Let's do it. All right, I'm out of here. All right. Yep. Back to bed for me. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Staying in character, you know, getting in the mood.